near-death experience podcast, an ongoing exploration of spiritually transformative experiences, including NDEs and other phenomena, in order to elucidate the ineffable and better understand our spirituality. All episodes are available at ndepodcast.org. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and guests are not necessarily those of NDE Podcast, the NDERF, any sponsors, or for that matter, anyone else. In the end, the only opinion that really matters is yours. Welcome to Near-Death Experience Podcast, the official source of audio accounts for the Near-Death Experience Research Foundation. I'm Chaz Hathaway, author of Life in the Spirit World, What Near-Death Experiences May Teach About Life on the Other Side, as well as the music album Home, both of which can be found on our website, neardeathexperiencepodcast.org. Today we're going to share the experience of... Kathy, this is a short experience, following which we're going to share some experiences that have been sent to me by listeners, as well as some comments as well. So here's Kathy from Enderf.org. Kathy says, The alarm on the blood pressure machine was the last thing I heard before I felt like I shot out of myself. In the next instant, my back was to the ceiling, and I was looking down at all the activity. I knew the body on the table was mine, but it didn't matter to me. All I felt was an intense curiosity about what I was seeing. There was a bright silvery white light to my left, but I didn't want to look at it yet. Instead, I wanted to look the doctor in the eye. With the thought, I was there, face to face with him, but he couldn't see me. His concern was to get the baby out while another group worked on me. With a mere thought, I went around to each person in the room and watched them. I was looking at my nurse. She looked so sad. When suddenly I was slammed back into myself with tremendous force. All the pain gripped me, and I could feel the pressure from the incision on my lower abdomen. I heard someone say, We have her back! Then, under anesthesia, I went. When I awoke in recovery, the same nurse was there that had been holding my hand in the operating room. I told her about the things I'd seen and heard while I'd been outside myself. Unfortunately, it frightened her, and after that day, I didn't see her again. When I tried to talk to the doctor about it, he ignored me. I can't fully describe the intensity of how I felt or how it felt. Colors were more vivid, sounds were different, more melodic. There was absolutely no fear, only curiosity. Before I came back, I heard, more like a thought, not yet. I tell you, coming back was scarier than leaving. That is the end of Kathy's experience. And while it's simple in terms of it's just being an out-of-body experience during a uh, frightening medical situation, apparently uh, during uh, labor, baby being born. Um, I find it interesting because she is floating over her body and sees this, and she thinks to herself, I want to look the doctor in the eye, and suddenly she's there. 
in front of the doctor, looking him in the eyes. And with each thought of wanting to look into the eyes of the nurses, the same happened. She's able to see them face to face without them even being aware that she's there. It's very interesting. Very interesting. Okay, I'm going to share a few listener experiences. I haven't uh, contacted all of them back yet, uh, so I'm going to leave them anonymous, so I'm not going to read their names, but I would like to read the experiences they share. But I'm going to start with one that is is uh, simply a, a thanks for the podcast. So um, this first one says, Hi Chaz, a few months ago I came across your podcast on Spotify while browsing for something spiritual to listen to at work. Spirituality is something I became interested in around the age of 21. I'm 26 now. I started with the very first episodes, which are from 2018, and I'd say I've listened to at least 30 by now. I listen to about one to three per day while I type at work. I honestly am not sure if you are even making episodes still, but I'll find out when I make my way up to your most recent episodes. Your podcast was something I truly needed in my life. When I'm having a rough day, I listen to the stories of the beautiful afterlife and remind myself things will work out and that everything truly happens for a reason. I do my best to embrace living in a physical body. I hug a little tighter now. I also appreciate my husband and my marriage on a different level, knowing that I most likely handpicked him to walk beside me in this life. So funny to think I was meant to stumble across your podcast and that you were meant to receive the message I am sending right now. Maybe I can say hello to you there one day and thank you for the work you've done. I truly feel you are doing the Lord's work that was asked of you before you came here. I simply wanted to say thank you. Wish you a Merry Christmas as well to your family and anyone who may be helping with the podcast behind the scenes. Thank you. That is the end of the message. Thank you so much. That touches me deeply to hear that because, yes, this... I I didn't know when I started this podcast whether I was doing the right thing or or what, but from these kind of messages, I can see that clearly there is something more to this than just, you know, me expending my curiosity and so forth. So thank you so much for that message. Here's another one. Hi, Chaz. I have wanted to contact the podcast for a while now. A little history. Last year, I was in a really bad way. I had a severe depressive episode, which led up to my father's death. I began searching for answers for pretty big questions and wound up finding your podcast. I started on episode one and have continued listening to every episode since. I'm not completely caught up, but I had a few questions and a few requests. My first question is, I was wondering if you could elaborate on the quick hiatus you took. As I began listening to the podcast, going back in time to episode one, I was interested in what the episode would be like during the time of my existential depression and dad's passing. I was interested if there was going to be some sort of message or sign. Well, as I started reaching the episodes that led up to that time in my life, 
you announced your hiatus and talked about messages from God. I found it very meaningful to me and was wondering if you have looked into synchronicity. I just It just seemed like there was meaning to your hiatus and John's involvement in interviews. That being said, I am up to episodes, up to the episodes where you have returned regularly, and I'm happy for that. I appreciate John's interviews, but enjoy your readings and discussion as well. Okay, well, a few other things. I was wondering if synchronicity could be a topic of conversation for an episode. I feel that, I feel there might be something there. Just a thought. Also, another request. I just finished watching the Disney Pixar movie Soul and thought it might be a cool episode idea to discuss this movie with a connection to NDEs, as that's where what this movie is all about and really touches on a lot of concepts that have been discussed in your episodes. All right, that's enough from me. I appreciate all that you do and will continue being a faithful listener as long as the podcast continues. Thank you for your time. And that's the end of that email. Thank you. Thank you so much for that that email, that comment, and everything. Synchronicity seems to be a very interesting thing. I keep coming across it in uh, discussions with experiencers who have had near-death experiences, as well as finding them occasionally mentioned in near-death experiences. I do believe in synchronicity, in this idea, if I'm understanding it right, that the timing of things happening is for a reason. Often, uh, like this, um, you know, maybe a specific day or a specific uh, number or experience uh, that connects with a person, um, finding some kind of message in that either other people find those messages or, you know, basically this idea that of coincidences around certain things being not coincidences at all, but rather inspired uh, occurrences. I, I do absolutely believe that that's the case, and it definitely would warrant an entire episode. So hopefully we can um, talk more about that in future episodes. But yes, I think there is something to synchronicity. I've I've discovered it many times in my life. You know, we've mentioned things like signs from, from loved ones. I've had times, you know, for example, uh, um, just my entire family has associated those little sun rainbows, the little, little spot of rainbow in the sky, usually on a sunny day near the sun. Um, we've associated those with my grandma and uh, sometimes just rainbows in general, but those very specifically. And I've had times where I've been very discouraged or very troubled about something or worried. And and just in the midst of that, you know, just praying for guidance, please, Heavenly Father, help me to know that everything's going to be okay. And then I'll see that rainbow. And, and I'll say, you know, just a prayer of thanks and say, you know, say thank you to my grandma for me. <laughs> and sometimes I'll just say it to her, thanks, grandma. Um, because I do think there is synchronicity in in that. So again, thank you for that message. Beautiful. As for the Disney Pixar movie Soul, 
Um, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that. Uh, the other day, my kids wanted to watch it, and I was kind of hoping that they would want to watch it at a time that I would be better available to watch. I probably could have gone out of my way to see it, but I was like, okay, go ahead and watch it. I'll watch it another time. Now I wish I had watched it, <laughs> but it is on Disney+, Plus, and we do have that um, right now, so... I will make sure to see it while we have Disney Plus so I can, you know, make any comments on it. I'm even more interested in seeing it now. I didn't know anything about it before hearing that it was a new Pixar show. And I love the Pixar shows, but this makes me really curious about it now. <laughs> okay, let's see. Here is another one. Um, hi, Chaz. It, I just want to say that I enjoy listening to your podcast. It made me learn that there is an afterlife, or an, an afterlife after Earth. I must have listened to all your episodes at this point, and it makes me want to share my own experience with a death experience. It's not really an NDE, but more of an after-death communication experience. Here goes. When I was two years old, my mom sent me to bed. Just hours later, she had woken up because she was hearing me laugh in my room for some reason. She got out of bed, walked into my bedroom, uh, saw me standing on my crib, pointing at the corner of the room, laughing. Usually every night, I would wake up crying, but this was unusual for my mom to see. She was wondering why I was laughing and not crying. Sure, she'd rather have me laugh than cry, so she wouldn't have to carry me around till I was back asleep, but this was unusual for her. When she had walked further into the, my room to put me back in my bed, just then she felt this warm and serenity strike her. Warmth and serenity strike her. She thought it was really strange, taking one step further into my room, and all of a sudden she felt so good and peaceful. Just the next day, we received a call from a relative saying that my grandpa had passed away that night. It made more sense to my mom why she felt what she had felt the moment she walked into my room. And that's the end of the account. Thank you. What a beautiful experience. This is what, definitely what I would classify as a shared death experience. There seems to be a phenomenon of often when a loved one dies, someone closely connected to that person, either a family member, a close friend, will have some kind of deeply spiritual experience surrounding it. And uh, sometimes they will even experience a little bit of the other side. And it will feel to them like either a dream or or um, some kind of of daydream that's incredibly vivid and they can see things or feel things and so forth. This experience is a very profound example of that because it appears that you as a two-year-old, which unfortunately you wouldn't remember as a two-year, uh, being two, but uh, as a two-year-old you were apparently seeing or hearing something that was making you laugh and your mom also felt that feeling and she could sense that there was something going on because you were laughing, which was unusual in the middle of the night for a two-year-old. So definitely a shared death experience, as I would uh, call it, and a beautiful uh, example of what near-death 
experiences uh, shares about the other side and and loved ones. It's it's you know when you mention that uh, experience, I'm reminded of my uh, of my own aunt when my grandma died. Um, she woke up. I wish I could remember the details, but uh, and and I I feel kind of bad. Uh, saying it when I can't remember the details. I should ask her more details about it. But on the morning that my grandma died, she visited my aunt. And and as soon as my aunt had that experience, she rushed. She didn't know yet that my grandma had died. Um, So when she saw her mother uh, there, she rushed to check on her and, and found that she had died. And... Again, a shared death experience similar to this kind of thing. It seems common for people as they are dying to visit their loved ones. It's rare for people to hear or see or sense them in anything beyond perhaps a, a sense of of their presence, something like that. But again, um, you know, when your mother felt that warmth and and serenity walking into your room that is a perfect example of that so thank you again for sharing that okay let's do one more and this one was just sent to me this morning hi Chaz I hope you and your family are doing well I wanted to share an experience with you that I had last week I know this may sound strange but bear with me I had a vivid dream like the kind where I was visited by Jesus my little cousin, and my husband's grandmother. So here it goes. I was flying, soaring through clouds that were shades of pink, blue, and the brightest of white. I never felt freer in my life than I did while flying and soaring. I felt so light in weight. In the clouds I saw a white marble temple that was suspended in the clouds, and rotating slowly as I got closer to it. I somehow knew this temple was large enough to comfortably hold every soul that has ever lived. As I was soaring, flying toward this beautiful temple, I realized I had no body. I said out out loud, Is this the rapture that's in the Bible? Then I looked to my left, stopped soaring, looked behind me, the clouds, were dull and gray, not at all bright and colorful as the ones in front of me where the white marble temple was. Just as I looked behind me, I said, Wait, Matt, where are you? It felt real. I believe I left my body and was headed somewhere heavenly. But I wouldn't want to go anywhere without Matt and the kids. Have you ever come across any experiences like this? about a white temple in colorful and bright clouds. I hope you and your family have a Merry Christmas. Okay, that's the end of the account. Thank you so much again. Um, So, this one's very interesting because uh, the woman that has it, that sent this, has the experience of coming back because she remembers her husband and children and, and thinks, wait, where are they? I, you know, I can't leave without you. And, uh, which is beautiful, a beautiful, loving 
uh, gesture and yet one that brought her back. Uh, would she have come back had she known that was what was going to happen? I don't know. Maybe she doesn't know, but uh, but apparently the thought of them not being there was enough to hold her back long enough to get her uh, back here. Because I do believe this was some kind of, I don't want to say near-death experience, but definitely a spiritually transformative experience where you probably did have some kind of either either a vision of the other side, an actual visit to the other side, or a spiritual uh, experience where there is a representation of the other side. Either way, it certainly qualifies as a uh, spiritually transformative experience. I, I don't think this was just a dream, is what I'm saying. Um, as for the temple itself that you discussed, because you asked, have you come across experiences like this about a white temple. Honestly, I have seen many experiences where there have been uh, white temples and white buildings of many sorts. Some people describe a temple, others describe a uh, library of learning where it had Greek-like columns and, um, you know, uh, Greek-like architecture in various forms have shown up in near-death experiences a lot. Um, I w I'm not trying to suggest that that's what you saw was, was this library of learning. Um, but I would say that people have encountered temples. As for it floating or being in the clouds, um, not necessarily, but it's, it does sound very consistent with the kinds of things that, uh, that I've heard about buildings, uh, floating on clouds, um, seems to be common. Certainly people floating on clouds, uh, landscapes, all of that. The bright clouds, when you describe shades of pink, blue, and the brightest of white, that sounds very much like what people see on the other side. Um, it's interesting, your description of it being as if it was large enough to comfortably hold every soul that has ever lived. I find that especially interesting because many people describe the source, as they will often say, or the um, or some kind of beaming light that it is, that's almost like I, you know, I don't know how to describe it because I haven't seen it myself. And hearing their descriptions, I have to just kind of piece together almost like a puzzle. But I'm picturing, you know, those those electric balls that that you touch them and they they gravitate a beam of energy to your finger and and it follows your finger that kind of glowy ball effect i'm almost picturing this source often being just a a humongous one of those you know minus the outside ball just that energy inside that is reaching out and, and touching individuals sort of um Visually, let me put it that way. Visually, that's what I'm picturing is this massive light like that. And the reason I bring that up is because they will often say that it seemed to be the source of all life in the universe or of everything in the universe, that it, that it uh, was where we all came from and where we all return. I don't know what that means exactly, but it comes up so often in near-death experiences that um, there's clearly something to it. 
And when you describe this temple that seemed large enough to fit every soul that has ever lived, it's also possible that this temple was a symbolic representation of that source light. Now, in saying that, don't read it as there wasn't a temple, or because on the other side, it seems that things given symbolically are often real and actual things, but that they're given in, in such a way as to teach the lessons of eternity, which maybe that makes sense to you, maybe it doesn't, but it, it certainly seems that, that uh, this is consistent with, you know, descriptions of the other side, of this oneness of, uh, of buildings, of the clouds, the colors, it all fits. Uh, I, I just find it very interesting. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, as for your question that you're asking in the thing, is this the rapture that's in the Bible? I'm left to wonder if when the rapture occurs, whatever exactly that is, and whenever it's it's exactly supposed to occur, I think the feelings and and the experience of it are probably going to be very much like that. That's, that would be my guess. So, thank you so much for all of you who sent these messages. I actually get emails all the time, and often they are, you know, including a question or an experience and so forth, and often I, I don't uh, think to share it on the podcast, so I'll sometimes collect them up like this and then share them in a in a single episode like this. Um, if you have had a near death experience or something similar, feel free to contact me. Let me know if you would like it to be shared in the podcast or not. Hopefully, I will remember. I'm I'm rather scatterbrained when it comes to emails. I tend to see them. I try to respond to them within a week, and uh, if I don't, it's it's not because I don't want to or don't like what you say or offended or anything like that. It's that I am very scatterbrained, <laughs> and and so if you haven't heard from me after a couple of weeks, please just uh, just uh, message me again um, to see to make sure I actually saw it. I might have read it and then intended to respond, but then a kid came and you know, ask for cereal, and, and then, you know, the computer eventually went to sleep, and I forgot about it, you know, <laughs> it happens all the time. But anyway, um, thank you for your messages. If you would like to support the podcast, you can do so by either emailing me at chaz at ndepodcast.org, or if you would like an interv- to do an interview, uh, I'm, I've kind of tried to lean people toward John for the interviews because he's a fabulous interviewer and uh, and he is it it kind of skips a step in a way when you when you're able to do the uh, the interviews with him and then he can put them straight up instead of me doing an interview and then sending them to him to put up and uh, besides that too my internet has been known to be rather skippy during interviews and so, you know, we've, anyway, my point is, if you're interested in being interviewed, I recommend contacting John. If you would just like me to read your podcast, go ahead and email it to me. Um, you can also support the podcast by uh, purchasing my book or my album, my book, Life in the Spirit World, my album, Home. And also you can support the podcast by going to Patreon 
patreon.com slash NDE podcast and becoming an ongoing monthly contributor. And with that, thank you so much again for listening.